Hello, my name is Janice B. Gordon, and this is Scale Your Sales Podcast. Welcome to Scale Your Sales Podcast, number nine of 40 podcasts for every sales. But I am Janice B. Gordon, the customer growth expert, recommended by LinkedIn Sales as one of 15 innovating influencers to follow. In today's of Scale Your Sales Podcast, my guest talks about his diagnosis of being bipolar and his experience to navigate a career in sales and now in how he has uh, grown his business. In actual, it's become quite foundational to his, his business in focusing on uh, well-being and supporting other salespeople as they navigate their careers. So the key focus is performance and mindset. My next guest is CEO and founder of Sales Confidence, building the world's most valuable B2B sales community, helping salespeople and sales leaders at each stage of their careers with their mindset, well-being and performance via an exclusive learning and development membership platform. Welcome to Scale Your Sales podcast, James Ski. Well, thank you for having me. Um, I've followed your podcast for a long time now. Uh, it's been amazing the number of sales confidence speakers experts and coaches and mentors that you've had and so uh, it was fantastic when we found a time that we could convene uh, to connect and have this conversation so i'm very excited to be here yes and there's a lot to cover because you've certainly done a lot in your your career so we'll get to kind of sales confidence and that's where we reconnected again recently after the pandemic when you know you you had you were able to move back into back in the room and there's certainly a huge level of excitement and engagement you you put on your events so we're going to talk about sales confidence so everyone that's listened to this knows about it but i i first want to start start with your background of you know, you you've brought lots of other sales technologies into the UK. So tell me more about that, how all of that happened. Sure. So I guess, um, you know, I've spent the majority of my career working for early stage um, and um, kind of scale up SaaS companies. Many of them founded in the UK. But I guess where I got a lot of insight and experience was working for LinkedIn. And I spent almost four um, years at LinkedIn as a director responsible for LinkedIn's largest enterprise accounts in Europe. So companies like Burberry, Lloyds Banking Group, um, Just E, many other big FTSE 100 companies were my customers. And I had to persuade them how to leverage LinkedIn from a hiring, a um, sales and a marketing perspective. And at the time, I fell in love with LinkedIn Sales Navigator, which is a tool for salespeople to generate more leads, create more opportunities and drive more revenue. And I also, through time and effort, became the number one user on LinkedIn at LinkedIn in the world. So at one point, I had a social selling index of 98 out of 100. I was the number one on LinkedIn globally. And as a result of that, I started to attract a bit of attention. Um, the reason I came partly number one is because also I started to do research 
particularly into the US market in where these new generations of sales technologies were coming from. Now, if you look at the marketing and sales technology space, well, in fact, if you go back further, it all originated from uh, the adoption to cloud of the CRM, which was Salesforce, right? Salesforce created this ecosystem of cloud apps and cloud-first technology. And then you had the advent of marketing automation. So you may remember the likes of Marketo, Eloqua, platforms that were helping companies get more data into their database. Then what we've seen over the last five plus years is sales tech. And so essentially, I saw this opportunity having worked at LinkedIn with Sales Navigator, that there was going to be a market in the UK, Amir, for uh, bringing new sales technologies to the UK. And I essentially became the man on the ground to help the likes of um, Sales Loft, uh, Zoom Info, Sixth Sense, Highspot, uh, Exactly, you name them. Pretty much all of the world's best sales technologies have worked with me to open up their office, build their brands via our community and my expertise in the UK and Europe. Excellent. The interesting how, you know, starting from from LinkedIn, how that, you know, continued to you developed your your interest and, and skill set that led to many more opportunities um, with other organizations global that have grown enormously because this was going back from 2018, wasn't it, where LinkedIn Correct. really started to gain ground, wasn't it? And then the yeah, pandemic so has accelerated that. You're right. I mean, look, to give you an idea, when I joined LinkedIn in, I think, 2015, um, there was about 300 million members. There's now a billion members mm. on LinkedIn. So export growth, right, over the last kind of eight years or so, and it will continue uh, to grow. Um, I think the, the, like what they call the working population of the world is like 3 billion, I think. That was the last quote I read. So, you know, there's still massive um, potential for LinkedIn. And, you know, both of us benefit hugely out of that platform. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So from there to sales confidence, how did that leap come in? So personally, I've always harbored the ambition to build my own business. I wanted to build a global company. And um, I just happened to start with events because a, a VC friend of mine said, listen, you need to build a brand. You need to get attention. You need to bust and you need to get people in the room. So in my mind, uh, that was an event. And then I kind of fell into running events. I actually wanted to build my own software business. Um, that didn't happen in that time frame. Um, but the reason I also created Sales Confidence and our focus is on helping salespeople and sales leaders at each stage of their career with their mindset while being in performance is because I'm diagnosed with bipolar disorder. So bipolar manic depression is a mood disorder. I experience high highs, low lows. And so the essence of confidence is about helping people in sales overcome the challenges of a very stressful role. And I kind of wanted to build my own community and tribe around that concept. And that's how sales was born. So when were you actually diagnosed? Uh, personally, I was diagnosed when I was 20. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so I would imagine that there's been, you know, a, a, a journey for, just personally for, for yourself to actually manage and understand your your own diagnosis and how you can, you know, kind of navigate your way through it. And not only that, the kind of health system as as well to support you. Well, you're right. So, you know, I'm now 37. 
Um, I've spent um, over 200 nights in mental health hospitals over this period of time. I've been in seven hospitals. Um, I've seen, you know, the, the worst and the best of people inside um, mental health hospitals. And I guess my takeaway from that is, uh, you know, I genuinely believe that I've kind of cracked a code of how you can rebuild your confidence when you've lost it. And I've been in very um, difficult, depressive episodes where I've been able to kind of work my way out of it. And, you know, yes, I'm a, I am an extreme case and I, I hope people don't experience what I've had to experience. But even on just a, a level of, you know, not hitting your number for a month or a quarter or not delivering or being made redundant, which happened to thousands, tens of thousands of people in tech last year, but particularly salespeople. These are all shocks to the system, how you respond, how you recover, how you pick yourself up, how you build um, yourself back up, how you remove imposter syndrome. These are all important mindset traits to which i do feel um you know i've got an insight into kind of helping others improve it's really interesting that you went into sales because that is it can be brutal <laughs> well it's funny you identify that pretty much every doctor recommended me not to because they were like listen that is a roller coaster. You already have a condition that doesn't favour someone that, um, uh, you know, gets stress highs and lows. But I always knew I was going to be in sales. I, I, I personally didn't fall into sales. I, I wanted to pursue sales um, as a career because I, I knew business owners and I wanted to be in business. So, yeah, you're right. It's definitely not, um, you know, kind of made for things easier. I'm sure maybe you experienced this as a business owner. The good thing about business being a business owner is I do decide to target. And um, if I don't hit a target that I've constructed one month, so what? Whereas when you're an employee and you don't hit that target, you feel the pressure. So there is a blessing once you start becoming, you know, a business owner and how that target is um, is kind of divvied up. And, you know, I would imagine uh, uh, you would know more. There's, there is a real lag in sales. And you because you're talking about this really important subject, but I would imagine that when you were uh, working as an employee in sales, you got no support, no understanding, no acknowledgement, no one really wanted to know. You're now talking about that surely because of this experience that, you know, even HR at that time, probably just it's kind of like completely foreign to them. You don't know how to deal with this and all of that. So I would imagine, you know, just being in the workplace, regardless of sales being pretty brutal just in the workplace, you didn't get supported at all. Yeah, I would say um, um, that's correct in part. So for me personally, actually, and I think a lot of young people find this if they've had a diagnosis early in their life, is that they don't want to bring it up. So it's a self-stigmatization. You think if I share this. This condition, whatever it might be related to mental ill health, then that might um, impact my career progression, et cetera, et cetera. I would say LinkedIn in particular is very big on diversity, inclusion and belonging and um, taught me a lot about difference and accepting yourself. And that was really the first place I opened up about my condition. And the response I got was very, very positive and supportive. In fact, when I was at LinkedIn, I had to take six months out for my illness. And um, 
they were incredibly supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can do they can do that because you know they're a, they're a, they're a corporate multi billion organization and they know how to look after people. Not as easy for small businesses SMEs. Um, and also, I would say that in the UK, at least, I can really only speak for the UK. You know, HR management are much more up to speed about mental ill health they might not be equipped to manage or handle it but i do think there's a better awareness in this country than there's ever been i would imagine though you've you've seen that better awareness come out of the pandemic as well because there's been so much um uh, talk about it in the public eye i agree yes um you know i think even if you didn't have an underlying condition of course the pandemic impacted you, right? Just being a human being, it was just such a shock to the system for everyone. Uh, and obviously people suffered more than others, unfortunately. And I think, um, I think you know, we all had to kind of um, become more self-aware, understand ourselves and, and, and navigate that. And I still think there is a lag now, you know, I think people are still trying to figure out like where they sit in the workplace or in life or in their career. Um, and that will take some time to to kind of clean out from the system. But I think as a result, people are more kind, and I do think people are more aware. But you can't get away from the human condition, and you can't get away from the stressful environment of sales. To bring it back to sales, at the end of the day, we're in business, and yeah. you're being paid to perform. And if you do not perform, unfortunately, we cannot longer support you. Right. So are you talking to organisations about, um, you know, this kind of dichotomy between having to support people in in sales, um, the fact that we're, we've got more many more shock to the systems, not only the pandemic, but just in the way that the economy is constantly, you know, kind of on wars as well, how that's affecting the supply chain and everything like that. Do you actually, I know with sales competence, you know, it's very much the individuals and people and mentoring and all of that but you also talk to the organizations about what they need to do to better support the individuals within um sales yeah so we do we you know we do support um sales teams and we um advise leaders on how they can support their sales people with their mindset well-being and performance say though is um you, you know you still have to talk numbers and performance and roi if i just went in there and said look we can improve the well-being of your sales team no one's interested and that is the truth i have to say unfortunately um whereas you can go in there with a clear business case and upside it's, it's similar to selling software in some ways like unless you can prove that you're going to give them a return they won't entertain it so yes people are more open and they are more kind they will talk about it but it's still business and they want to get business done. And, you know, these businesses are not charities and they're not schools and they're not your family. And so a lot of it is left to, to, to your own. Business. That's in some ways why we benefit because people just come direct to us and get the support direct. Um, but really, I believe that companies should be investing in those areas that I mentioned. Um, but their willingness to do that and their preparation or being prepared to do that only comes if they can see the ROI on performance. That's the right. bottom line. So how do you prove the ROI on performance then? 
Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, our our goal is to improve sales productivity, which is sales output. Um, you know, reducing sales cycles, increasing the number, volume of deals that are closed, and the size of deals that are closed. Uh, and uh, um, from a combination of kind of educating, inspiring, and coaching the sales reps that we support as part of the sales confidence membership. And our belief, well, some of the data we've got in terms of teams that we work with um if individuals within their teams are committed and they're showing up we do have an incremental um improvement in fact i mean this is a bit ahead of the game but i don't mind sharing with you like we're we're so confident um, now with our deliverables that we are about to implement a guarantee um that if your team doesn't achieve x number of upside then you will not have to pay. Um, and that for us is a nice thing, confident indicator that, that we're there to deliver on those outcomes. The, I don't know, OMG research um, says that 77%, this is from assessments of uh, 2.45 million salespeople across in the world, you know, so it's like 100 and uh, 200 industries, 158 countries. So the research says that 77% of salespeople should not be in sales. So I think one of the problems is that often salespeople are in the wrong role for what their natural strengths are. They don't offer what they are because we do sales training and we're told to you know, follow the process. But actually, it's not really looking at where your natural um, strengths are. And so many are in the wrong role. Many of them should be in a different industry, you know, different job in, entirely. So that's where the kind of 50% of, of salespeople do not hit sales target comes from because they're in the wrong role or they're, you know, for a sales role or actually they shouldn't shouldn't be in, in sales. You know, how how does that work with your the way that you approach kind of sales productivity? Well, so that's an interesting question. So um, I, I'm, uh, by the time this um, comes out, my book, um, How to Build Sales Confidence, will probably be um, published and available. And actually, my editor asked me to take out a chapter, which is called How to Get Out of Sales. But I persuaded her to keep it in because I said to her, actually, a lot of the reasons why people are under stress is because it's not the right fit for them and they need to work themselves out. And that's OK. Like, don't worry. It's fine. If it's not right for you, move on and you'll be happier. So I, I think, you know, that's a tricky one. You know, I don't think we're set up um, necessarily right now to identify people in businesses to say to their director or sales leader, you know, this person for it. I don't think that's for us to say, um, because. I think if you decide that you're looking for something else, then you really don't need to be part of our, you know, membership. So, yeah, I I, I don't think I've got, um, you know, a clear um, proposition on how we could kind of help identify those individuals in a company. Yeah, yeah. well, we do. <laughs> and that's why I know that the, the stats, there is, you know, I have access to this uh, database of, of what great looks like for, you know, every position, role and and so forth. Um, but, you know, I the thing that I, I did warn you for, before this, there was uh, on LinkedIn, you uh, were asking for uh, more sales people to step up, particularly women. So you said, guess what? 140 
uh, of the people that applied to speak at sales confidence were were men, you know, no women. And you said, I'm asking you to back yourselves, um, you know, put yourself forward um, if you have the expertise and experience. And so this did irk me a, a little bit. I didn't respond initially, although lots of people put my name um, uh, forward to, to speak. And I, I really wanted to kind of like talk to you uh, 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 because my view is that women back do back themselves. And uh, the reason why I suppose many like myself may not have applied is because my impression is unpaid. Um, it's seven minutes and, uh, you know, you have to think about you know the investment of, of your time for something that's unpaid if you're a professional speaker and but the fact that you said back yourself was some really did irk me and i said to you in the organizations need to turn the finger from there to there 300 uh, 180 degrees and ask themselves you know is this the organization the culture where women want to rep be represented I often see a lot of men on stages and a lot of white men on stages in the sales in environment. And we need to start changing that. Yes, women need to come forward and minorities need to come forward, but they're only going to come forward if they feel that the organization reflects them. So maybe we need to look at organizations not reflecting them, not speaking their, their language rather than being kind of like challenging. So I really wanted to kind of have a discussion with you uh, around this about, you know, women not backing themselves. Sure. Um, and, you know, I appreciate your, your framing around that. Um, and, you know, this is a sensitive topic in, in some areas. So a couple of challenges. Um, number one, Generally, the further you get up in sales leadership, the less women leaders there are. You have the reports on that. The stats will tell you that. Naturally, being in a minority means you are in a minority. There are just less of you as well. There's less people in a minority group. So it's also harder to sometimes identify those individuals. I've had every shape, size, color, type of person and neurodiversity speak at sales confidence over the last um, five plus years. And um, I've also had embarrassing moments, and I'll hold my hands up, where I've organised an event and out of the six speakers, one was women, the woman drops out, and I've got five speakers, and they all happen to be white bald men as an example <laughs> nothing against white bald men so like these are true of running us like this these things just happen right now in terms of um the, the like the 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 backing your yourself comment like in in particular i i stand by that in the fact that everyone should back this is not um specific or men just feel everyone should um stand up and, and and back themselves and um i introduce people time and 
ask for nothing. It's just goodwill. A lot of what I've created, and I believe why people, um, you know, like me or respect what I do in this industry, is because I give it back to this industry. And, and um, while our seven-minute talks in those five years have never been paid, so that is correct. You do know that. Um, I am introducing people to paid opportunities all the time because people come to me as an opportunity. So, like on face on on face value, um, people can opt in, and I actually do assume that other people should someone else. It shouldn't be necessarily down to the individual. So I would love to see male sales leaders suggest X Y Z. And so actually, that post as a prime example did create and stimulate debate, some controversy, some unhappiness, cases, and so led to 100 women putting themselves forward and now creating opportunities. So, look, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not saying I'm going to get it right every time. Not everyone's going to agree with my language choices. Offended some people. Um, I'm coming from a good place is, I guess, the point I'm trying to make here. Like, I'm genuinely trying to help all people in the sales industry uh, gain more confidence, put themselves out, out there. And to, to your point, you can't inspire the next generation of women unless they see themselves like them on stage. And so that that was really was my motivation. Yeah, okay. Kind of accept that. Your questionnaire, um, in order to apply, wanted to know the company, nothing wrong with that and all the other kind of information, but how many salespeople are in your company? Does yep. your company a personal development budget? Yep. And how want to earn 24? And you're asking for a speech. So what questions have to do with, and also the assumption is it's coming from somebody, not coming necessarily from a professional speaker, you know, so you're actually appealing to one that's already in a, a larger company. And then yeah. what does the budget have to do with them coming on stage and speaking? So uh, great questions. Um, so uh, you're right. The personal budget question, the personal development budget actually just got left in. It was a slip up. We had it on a different form. OK, so I hold I can hold my hands up there and you've got that now on record. And um the the uh, amount you earn is actually important for us because alone talks are based on the level of earnings achieved. So we put on series specifically around financial um, uh, expertise. And part of what we are doing is inspiring people to move from 100K earning per year to 200K earning per year. So if you're an aspiring person that wants to earn 200k per year, I'm not going to pick up a speaker that's only earning 50k right now. Yeah. So that's that. Now you're right to say, well, that might be more relevant for, um, uh, you know, people that are employed versus, you know, solos or speakers that are self-employed. You know, it's it's I'm trying to catch all in 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 one way, and you know, not every fit question is going to fit the profile, but that that question. And I personally don't have an issue with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just felt like you're actually fishing for for business. You know, like you're going to have speakers where you're they're going to have a development budget, and then you know 
sales confidence can get into that company. That's what it felt like. Uh, by those questions. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, let's move on there. And I think you did really well. I do like to challenge people, but you know, I know you're in sales, you're used to this, so that's not a problem. So I would like to um, kind of understand uh, a little more about the kind of uh, mindset, well-being, performance in in sales. In you know, like how what makes what you're doing uniquely different to what others may do in 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 this area? Yeah, that's a good point. So I think a lot of um, sales experts, sales influencers, gurus, most of their time talking about the hard skills, um, you know, the practical process, the medic, the med pick, um, you know, the Sandler, the, the follow these um, uh, parts of the, the CRM must be completed. Yeah, that for me is not what moves the needle. What moves the needle is... Um, uh, creating value, um, building relationships, and um, understanding the problems of of the company, and most of that is come to mindset and and um, how you tell stories and the dialogue that you tell yourself as well as the dialogue that you you tell tell others. So if I if I'm honest, you know, um, performance is the outcome. The practical hard skills are like this. The 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 mindset is here. And, and for me, well-being is just holistic. It goes around it all. If you don't do anything in a in a sustainable way, you can burn out, get ill, and it will impact your outcome and therefore performance. So those pillars um, really come from personal experience, um, the fact that I have um, had uh, for, the good fortune of accessing thousands of sales leaders over the last five years, building the biggest networking community in SaaS sales in Europe, if not um, becoming globally now. And I have seen time and time again that those with self-awareness, um, great empathy, incredible emotional intelligence, curiosity, and the ability to tell a good story are much more successful in the top percentile than other people. Um, and I would love eventually to actually get that backed up by science and data. We're just not there yet. Right. Yeah. OK. Love that. Love that. OK. So. Who is your hero or shero? So uh, my personal hero, uh, I guess, as an entrepreneur, is um, one of the dragons of Dragon's Den called Peter Jones. Jones. Uh, Peter Jones went to the Windsor, which I had the good fortune of going there, very lucky. And he's an entrepreneur, he's also an investor. You know, he's also a bit of a media personality. And I guess if I could get somewhere close to your achievements, impact, because he has a foundation, inspires the next generation of entrepreneurs. Hero. Yeah, I've, I've met uh, uh, Peter Jones and uh, was interviewed with, with him. Um, wow, he's tall. He's taller than me. Uh, he's like he's really tall. Yeah, yeah. L he's a big guy. That. Yeah, I'm. I'm six four. I think he's six six, six seven, maybe. Yeah, I'm sure he's six seven, six eight. He is tall. Yeah, but a really lovely, lovely person. Um. So yeah, I, I he is uh doing great, great things. Just remind us about coming out. Great, I appreciate that. Yes. Um. So it's called how to 
build sales confidence. Um, and it focuses on those three pillars that we've talked about today in terms of mindset, well-being and performance. And um, ultimately, I believe anyone at any stage of uh, their sales career can benefit from it. I think particularly if you're starting out in sales, if you're in later stages, it could be a refresher or there'd be a few nuggets in there that um, you would find valuable um, to enhance what you're doing in your career. Excellent. Excellent. So how can listeners get hold of I'm an open book. So you can find me on any uh, social channel, just search for uh, James Ski, Sales Confidence. Uh, you can check out sales.com uh, um, or you can even eat at james at salesconfidence.com. Excellent. Thank you for being a guest on Scale Yourself podcast. I've really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you. And uh, challenging questions. Um, it's uh, been enjoyable. I appreciate you, Janice. I always look forward to bumping into you. Look forward to hanging out more this year. All right. You take care. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Scale Your Sales podcast. If you like this discussion, feel free to listen to other episodes or watch the caption show on YouTube and subscribe to future episodes. I would really appreciate it if you would leave a positive review on iTunes. Thank you.